On this episode of Build Tune Race Live, I talked to Joe Riviera of Pro Torque Torque Converters. If you guys like these episodes, please make sure you hit subscribe below. Hey, thanks for jumping on here and uh, talking some converters with me. My pleasure, bud. My pleasure. Uh, last minute, you know, I didn't shave, I didn't get dressed, you know. Who knows you're going to do a <laughs> Facebook interview on, on Thursday. But whatever, man. It's all good. Heck yeah, that's it. Uh, so we talked a little bit about some stuff, uh, but I think to get rolling, I'd like to hear kind of about you and what, how Pro Torx became to be and what's kind of your background in the automotive industry for those that might not know or whatever. Quite honestly, I'm sick of me, to be honest with you. I don't really want to talk about me. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure everybody is sick of me also, but hey, whatever. Um, I'll make it as brief as possible. Uh, I've been in the business since uh, I was about seven. My dad worked for a company uh, here in the New York metro area that rebuilt stock torque converters. Um, oh, man. I started working full-time uh, weekends and summers when I was like 12. Uh, we started Pro Torque my senior year of high school, uh, like 85, 86. Um, we were a local mom-and-pop uh, rebuilder of torque converters, right? Um, mm. I think – we just saw, I just sold off the OE portion of the business. All I do now is performance work, right? So, but in my OE uh, rebuilding career, I think we figured out when we, cl- when we, when, when we closed it up and moved into this new facility, that I built just under about, a, just under a million torqueverters in my lifetime. Wow. Yeah. I've, I've, I've seen, all, <laughs> dude, you know, everything from seven inch conveyor belt converters to like three foot uh, diesel jet engine starter converters. Like, so, I mean, industrials, performance. I started doing performance stuff like as a, as a habit, like a hobby, just to keep the little hamster in the wheel happy, you know? Um, sure. And that's, you know, that, that was like in the, in the late eighties, early nineties. And we did a lot of cool shit just for fun. You know, like um, I was, I was doing imports and overdrives and diesels before anybody even, you know, before anybody said performance and diesel in the same sentence, other than I, I tow my, performance car with my diesel truck <laughs> so we did a bunch of deals work and imports and uh back in the day and um we did a lot of nitrous i think probably the biggest performance stuff we did was like nitrous performance for guys like uh scotty g and pat musi and, and and those guys uh that's when like 632 was a big engine <laughs> yeah, right. and then, you know 565 and you had like something good you know uh, and then <laughs> and then you know i kind of took the uh performance stuff uh more serious in the early 2000s, but really probably, I think we, you know, we became uh, infamous, infamous, is that what they say, infamous? Um, when we kind of turned the turbo world upside down uh, back in 2009, 2010. I think I ju- we, just, uh, uh, we just posted something on the Facebook, because, uh, you know, everybody's talking about drag radials and running 360s, yeah. which is just stupid fast. Like, um, That's great. And, and we just posted a throwback, Thursday uh, post um, for Kevin Fiscus running 433s in 2011, right? Yeah, and, and now they're running 360s, knocking on the door at 350s. So, um, you know, I've had some pretty cool experiences. I'm blessed in the fact that, you know, like um, I've worked with some really cool people. I've worked on some pretty cool projects. Um, I did research and development work for the OE manufacturers for Honda. Uh, we worked for uh, Roush for projects for GM with the Ecotech. Uh, I wrote a lot of trade publications for the transmission industry. I was the president of the Trade Association, Torque Converter Rebuilders Association. I mean, that in total get you on the subway. Uh, but, you know, like I've, I've, I've got a fairly uh, wide window of, of experience and breadth of knowledge and just torque converters in general. Um, uh, what I know is I don't know much. 
Um, but I do know, I know a couple of few things. I, I always tell people, I know enough about torque converters to be dangerous. I don't really know about anything else, uh, which, is not, which is not entirely true, but it's, it's mostly true. Um, and, you, you know, um, we, we made some big changes here about uh, 18 months ago. Um, sold off the OE rebuilding portion of the business. Now all I, we moved into a new kind of high tech. You know, uh, I, I like to joke around and say it's uh, the med scientist lab where uh, all I do is performance, uh, all levels of performance, um, everything from 300 horsepower, you know, streetcar to really what is the highest level of automatic transmission stuff, um, 5,000 horsepower, you know, twin turbo Hemi's on right. 3,000 pounds running 366. You know, like. <laughs> And everything in between. Like we do, you know, we've, got, sure. we've got a pretty, we've got a pretty complete uh, product line. Uh, hey, Chris, what's up, man? Um, uh, let me see if I can. Actually, I'm gonna, I'm gonna see if I can find this whole thing on my, on my, um, on my Facebook, so cool. I can see if I can read the comments. I don't know if there's some questions and stuff there. Um, here we go. Because there's Chris Delgado who's just like, killing it, uh, in in down there with some of those, those. Uh, uh, faster street cars stuff. Chris has got like a Hemi and like a two, uh, a Hemi and like a Toyota Supra. He's got uh, oh, an, wow. eight, an 800. I think he's got an 800 cubic inch, like twin 200 millimeter turbo deal. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, whatever. Chris, Chris is doing some cool stuff. Um, yeah. So, I mean, you know, we, we, whatever, we do everything. I mean, imports, uh, uh, we do, we uh, we do twin turbos. We do nitrous. We do street cars. We've got a new product line uh, specifically for uh, LS uh, equipped cars called LS XT. Um, like you name it, we do it. You know, um, that's pretty much yeah, that's pretty much it. That's my story. I'm sticking to it. <laughs> sure, man. So I guess if anybody doesn't know the difference, what when they call you guys up, what will they get? I mean. You say you'll do it all, so then do you you look at every spec of their combo to spec out a converter, or what's kind of the main things that you're looking for, or what's the pretty much? What do you uh, hey, hey, Sean, U nine to the front. That's right. We, we got a new product line called the U nine. It's, <laughs> it's, it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a nine inch converter that's just stupid badass. Um, so look, how do we how do we spec out a converter? I mean, the reality is it all every car is different. So. What we're going to do is we're, you're going to call up here, you're going to go online, you're going to go, hey, I, I want to work order for my, you know, whatever. And we're going to say, all right, well, let me get all the information, right? Um, that's that's the key here is to, uh, is to really understand what your vehicle combination is. I think that's where our strong point is. I mean, anybody, I don't say anybody can build a converter, but there are lots of good quality torque converter companies out there. But understanding how the torque converter, yo, Bob Bales, what's up, kid? Um, understanding how the torque converter operates in your particular vehicle is probably like, I think probably our strong point, you know, probably where we, where we do really well. So uh, you can go online, right. ProTorque.com, yada, yada, and uh, custom built torque order firm. And you're going to, and you're going to put all those, all, all of your vehicles information, gear ratio, tire size, weight, usage, um, first gear, uh, uh, rear gear, uh, where you spinning the motor to. So depending on, Sure. What your application is. If you got a street car and you go, hey, I got a head and cam Dell SX and a you know G8. All right, well, we know kind of where you're going to fit, and, and based yeah. off of your combination, we're going to say, oh, okay, you're at 800 horsepower. You probably need our LSXT line, and you know it's rated to 1200 horsepower. We always try to match the product with the, the power output, and 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 you know everybody generally thinks they make more power than they do, so that's <laughs> yeah. why we ask all the information. You know, I you know trust me, dude. You, 
you're not making a thousand horsepower with a 300 cubic inch engine that's you know got a 750 cfm carburetor it's just not happening so you know the good thing with us is that we do understand the combination so we take all the information um um what does bob bell say hang on no that's not true but bob bell says there's only one good converter company out there that's crap dude there's plenty of good guys out there i'm friendly with most of them and i got nothing but respect for those guys so but yeah you want to have a good comfortable relationship with the guy on the opposite side of the phone or the video sure. or, you know or, or the computer screen whatever it is you want to make sure the guy understands what you're doing um we're not the only guys we happen to work with some of the fastest cars in the world and and, sure. and um we've had that's a great opportunity to be able to say hey i did you know we work with great i have this experience right experience yeah. is, is, a, is a pretty big deal in what we're doing um and the, and the quality of product is super important so um back to what i was saying like so you're going to give us your information and and the guy who's ordering a converter for a you know a a, a, a pro mod a, a, you know a, a 900 cubic inch nitrous pro mod um he's going to give us slightly different information than the guy who's going to order a converter for his uh, subaru you know sti you know um, he's he's probably the subaru guy is probably not going to know um what his first gear ratio is and his rear gear ratio it's just you know it's a hopped up sti yeah we do those cool uh same thing you, you, you got to in a late model Camaro and you get an 8L90 and you put a cold air intake and headers. Hey, Mark, what's up, man? Let's get that thing rolling, buddy. Joe Copson. Wow, we got some really good guys on here. Um, Joe Copson has one of the, the iconic cars. That Camaro is like the coolest car ever. If you watch Street Outlaws, um, Ryan Martin, uh, Camaro, the Fireball, um, Pro Tour Camaro. Um, that's the original Joe Copson card. Just like one of my favorite cards of all time. Yeah. He's got a very cool Corvette uh, uh, coming out right now. Um, well, actually, it's out. He, he had it at uh, Lights Out in uh, yeah. um, in Georgia. The, the, I can tell you, if you saw pictures on Facebook of that car, of the there's no way the pictures do the, the paint job justice. Mm -hmm. It is just off the off the charts. I'm like I'm like pin and jello to the wall. I'm I'm gonna be all over the map on subject here. <laughs> so if we go back to every car needs something different, right? So you're gonna call us, you're gonna tell us what your specs are, we're gonna try to figure out what you need, and then we're gonna put you into a product that kind of matches what your requirements are, right? Um and everybody's requirements are different. Right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yep, I hear you. So uh, if yes, you guys have any questions, I know, go ahead and throw them in there. I got a few for Joe. I kind of already told him about, so he's able to prep for it. But what I have a turbo street car, uh, but what's really the difference between your nitrous, your NA and your turbo converters? Let's say if you're even talking street car stuff, somewhere around the thousand horsepower range, what's really gonna, what really changes there? I mean, is there, is it a whole different design? Is it really just the staters? Is it, like for the turbo technology, is there that much different or is it that the turbo cars, because they start making more power as they come up on the two-step, that they slip the converter? Like what's really the... That's a lot of questions in one question. Let me... Let me yeah, I know. It's just kind of in a general... Right. For so, people so that don't know, I mean, yeah, you can convert it. It's got X number stator in it or whatever, but how... So, how so you know let, me try to break, let me try to break it down for you. Um, and, and I'll break your question down into, into a few parts. So what is the difference between nitrous and turbo and blower and normally aspirated? Um, sure. I mean, it's a world of difference. A, a, a turbo car needs a turbo converter. 
It needs something that uh, is meant for the, the power, the way the power is applied on a turbo car. It is generally pretty different than what we would need for a, a nitrous car. Uh, certainly different than what we would need for a normally aspirated car. So the torque converter has to have enough capacity. The torque converter itself, like, like if you thought about the torque converter in, in a clutch, uh, uh, as if you would a clutch, it has to have enough capacity. It's got to be able to handle the power that the engine can produce, right? Sure. So turbo cars generally produce more power or, you know, I don't say more because you can have a thousand horsepower turbo car, yeah, a thousand right. horsepower power car. It's a thousand horsepower, right? They right. do make power differently. Uh, nitrous cars, uh, and specifically blower cars, different than, than nitrous cars. Um, you can't pull a, a, night, a blower car down too hard at the shift. If you do, it'll just pull it out of the power range. And, and, and boost is dependent on RPM with blower cars. So we would build a converter different for a blower car than we would a turbo car in that fact alone. We want to get the engine RPM up to where the engine RPM is at its volumetric efficiency and the happiest it can be. And we want it to pull down at the shift as low as we can without having it pull the, 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 um, any boost out, right? So depending on where it's make, what RPM it's making maximum boost. And, and one of the ways that we do all this work um, is really through data acquisition. I mean, I always say, we always talk about race pack, race pack, race pack. There are other, you know, there are other great ways to, to, to get that data, you know, uh, fuel tech, big stuff, HAL tech, uh, uh, RPM, like there's, there's lot, data is the key for us to know. So, wh yeah, what's up, Alex? What's going on, bud? Um, so the, uh, and yes, Frankie, I also do bartending, right? Only for you though, because I love you. Um, um, so it's really understanding the, where the, each engine has a volumetric efficiency and what's going to work. Uh, gear, uh, gear packaging also has a lot to do with how we're going to do it. Like a street car, you're, you know, you're going to be limited to, you know, uh, uh, your gear package in your four or five speed street car, right? Um, sure. we, we do a lot of late model, um, Chryslers, you know, the, the Hemis, you know, the Chargers and the Challengers and the Hellcats. Um, uh, and it's not like anybody's got a gear package to go, oh, we're going to lower the first gear. No, those the trans is the trans and nobody. Yeah, yeah. Us. So it's about finding where the motor is happy and keeping the thing efficiency. Yo, what's up my brother from another mother, Jose Rivera. What's cooking brother. <laughs> uh, we, we do have a lot of, uh, we do have a lot of that Jose Rivera is from BNR, which is, uh, you know, involved with, uh, street outlaws. And, and, and sure. I mentioned the Joe Thompson car, which is, uh, um, the fireball Camaro, Ryan Martin. Uh, he's involved in a whole program. And, um, so again, there's a perfect example. We'll use them as an example. They're working on all types of cars, right? They're working on um, 4,500 horsepower, you know, outlaw cars. And they're also working on, like, we just did a converter, an LSXT for Ryan Martin's uh, Sierra pickup, which we're supposed to uh, do an announcement about. The guy put, like, 900 to the rear wheels in, a, in like, a 2017 um, <laughs> um, Sierra pickup. <laughs> uh, so, you know, like, we do... Uh, we do a lot of cool stuff that way, you know, um, and, 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 and those cars are going to work differently. They're going to operate differently. So, sure. you know, if we're asking you, you may look at the, the slip, right? Like here's a, here's a, what we call custom built torque order slip. So you call in and we're going to talk to you. Hey, we're going to write all this information down. I don't know that we necessarily uh, need to know everything on a street car, but when we're building a converter for a race car, that's a whole other ball. We want to get as much information as possible. Yeah. So every every single car needs something different, and understanding yeah. what your car needs, like you know, are you spinning this thing to nine thousand RPM or are you spinning it to seventy five hundred? 
So all those things, you know, take into effect um, how how we're going to spec out or how we're going to build those reward. Yo, Lee, what's up, buddy? How you doing, man? So on something like that, say say somebody was going to spin it to seven, not nine, or vice versa. What is it like the angle and the fins? Like getting real technical. What's what's kind of the changes that are made there? Is it every piece through the whole converter? Or is there certain things that dictate what you change? I mean, I would tell you, but I'd probably have to kill you. Gotcha. All proprietary. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm joking. I'm joking a um, hey, Josh, how you doing? I, I'm looking. Uh, I, I'm looking. I'm looking at some of the, you know, the um, sure. uh, uh, some of the questions and some of the statements, right? And some of the people that are joining on. So I'm, I'm glad to see a bunch of these, a uh, lot, lot of really good, good, good people. Um, so, so to Josh, email me at joe.rivera at protorque.com, and we'll get back to you. Or at, you know, or sales at protorque, we'll get back to you. Um, or PM me on Facebook. That's cool. Um, what was the last question? So, like, on that, on the RPM change, oh, if it's yeah. seven right. or so, nine. But we talked about platform, right? So we have, we've got all kinds of different platforms, um, EV1s, EV2s, um, LSXT, uh, our Gen X platform. Right. We've got uh, uh, the, uh, the, our, the, our U9 program coming out, which is off the hook. So we basically, typically, we, we try to size a converter. We don't normally talk about actual size. You know, back in the day, you used to talk about 8-inch, 9-inch, 10-inch. Right. We can get a 10-inch converter to work like a 12 inch converter used to work, you know, 20 years ago, we can get an eight inch converter to work like a 10 inch. So I, I, we typically don't talk about um, inches, right? I think that's a, you know, that's kind of a bullshit nomenclature. Um, you know, uh, that's kind of like a, a bullshit old school nomenclature. So we talk about platforms, right? Does this, okay. hey, what's up, bud? Um, does this platform handle this power? So um, and then really we find the platform that handles the power, right? So an example, an EV1 and an EV2, everybody says, well, what's the difference? Well, an EV1, right now we have it behind 5,000 horsepower in a, in a lockup in Dwayne Mills car that just ran 366. Um, we can take that platform and we can go all the way down to a single turbo um, X275 car and it's going to work. The magic really is in the stator, right? And the stator is what is really the proprietary deal. The stator of the torque converter is really the cam or the brain or the valve body uh, gotcha. of, of the actual torque converter. It's gonna determine how that torque converter is gonna operate. It's gonna determine uh, what the stall speed of the converter is. It's gonna determine what the coupling efficiency is. It's gonna determine you know, the coupling curve. We look at the engine drive shaft curve. It's, it's gonna determine how that works. And uh, the stator is really where the magic is, right? And I think that that's really where you know, we've excelled. Uh, we started doing billet stators, I don't know, 06, 07. We released them like 09. I, almost went out of business trying to figure out how to do it. <laughs> um, but, you know, put myself, I think originally back then I had done like, I don't know, 500 different billet stators uh, and I didn't do one of each. I did like five and 10, to, you know, better, worse, better, worse, better, worse, better. So we can figure out, Hey, what's going to be the best design. And, and then when there was a lot of work to, to find out, Hey, um, the blade pitch angle design length, uh, 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 curve, uh, all those things you start doing the math on, on on the variables and how many different things you can affect. Um, it was a pretty interesting learning experience. Like I said, I almost, you know, put us under doing it. <laughs> but hey, you know, we came out of that and we, all right, well, all right, you know, I, I know a thing about, a, a thing or two about staters. And I realized that staters are really the key. Keith Berry, that guy is a legend. If we can get that guy on, holy shit. Dude, you got to stop with this fishing and get back into racing, Keith. Come on. 
<laughs> What's up, T? <laughs> so, um, yeah, I would say the stator is really the key to determining how the converter is going to transfer power from the end of the transmission engine to the transmission, right? And, right. Um, you know, we've been lucky enough to work with some really good teams and to have a lot of data. We've got a woo stop. That's right. Listen, we're talking about, you know, racing. And Keith Berry is the ultimate promoter, right? He's like, he's, he's a little green, but he's still the best. Right. Um, <laughs> but we is, will they be fishing, Keith? Keith, are you going to be fishing at this woo stop? April 12th to the 16th at Darlington, uh, Keith Berry's got a, a race that uh, he had his inaugural race last year. And um, yeah. badass killer performances did really well. If you, if, you, if you got some time, you can make it. Unfortunately, Keith, I, I'm not going to be there. But um, if I could, I would definitely be there. And if you can make that race, it's a badass race. Um, Keith Barron, they're, 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 that's an iconic car. I had that car up. Wait, wait hold on. What did it say? There'll be fishing in the area fishing on Thursday. Fishing in the area on Thursday. So maybe you'll have Fetty there if, if you're fishing, right? <laughs> so um, Keith Barry, iconic car. I had that car up on my um, up on my wall for, oh, I love that car. And it's funny because that car, just the way it sat, looked just like the car that we did back in 1997. We started doing, uh, we were really, uh, we, we, we wet our, you know, we, we, we wet our feet in, in overdrive uh, uh, performance. So, like, I was doing stuff for Lingen of Felter and Callaway and, and Doug mm. Rippey Motorsport, Mallet. Like, we, we were doing uh, Corvettes and, uh, uh, in 97. In we were in Car, Carcraft magazine. We were in Motor Trend magazine. So we didn't just crawl out from under a rock. I've been doing this a long time, you know. Yeah. Um, and we were doing – we took four to six tenths off uh, ET. Um, hey, Matt, what's up, bud? Uh, four to six tenths off the ET with no loss of drivability just by matching a torque converter with the engine combination, right? So uh -huh. we just put the, we put the torque converter, we put the engine RPM where the, where the engine was happiest. Oh, and I see. Made yep. a fairly efficient converter. I think that's the key. To answer you, your original question, like, I realize I'm all over the place, right? I told you. Oh, that's good. It's good info. It's good info. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody who's on here knows me. I'm pretty fucking chatty. Oh, is this a family show? Can I not curse? Oh, uh, it's all good. Dude, you look like you're 12, so like, are you legal? I mean, <laughs> yeah, I get that. That guy is the the, the guy from uh, NBC is gonna come here and and, and uh, <laughs> no, none of that. You know what I'm talking about, right? You're over 12, right? Uh, I'm 29, so yeah, just a little bit. Yeah, you look good for 29. I look good for 80, yeah. right? Right. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so. Um, what was that guy's name? Dateline. Chris something. Uh, Anybody? Chris Dateline? Chris Matters? Yeah, maybe that's it. To catch a predator. Something. There it is. My wife is on here, apparently, because she can't get enough of me at home. Right? Poor thing. <laughs> and uh, she knows to catch a predator. What was the guy's name, though? Come on. Give it yeah. up. Chris yeah, something. Chris something. Yeah, I don't know what his last Tommy Morrow, speaking of to catch a predator, Tommy Morrow. What's up, kid? All right, so can we get back to the technical stuff? Where was it? Yeah, Did let's I answer do it. Any other questions? Actually, so what I'll do is – Trying to nail me down on a question is like trying to nail Jello to the wall. I'm, I'm, like, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm like herding herding kittens over here, herding squirrels. <laughs> Give me a question. I'll try to answer So I got a good question, but uh, actually what I'll do is right now is a good time. I'll throw it in. So – a way that I kind of known about you and through some of this stuff 
is my dad won the Leo Barnaby vet. Shut the <laughs> front door. So, uh, you guys, can we talk to you a little bit? <laughs> okay, that's a story. That, listen to me. That's a story. And, yeah. and, and I hope some of these guys are still uh, on. Um, Chris Hansen, thank you, hon. Appreciate that. So, so your dad won the Leo Barnaby vet. Yep. And yeah. I drove all the way out. He was busy. I, he, I drove all the way to New Jersey, picked it up, met his brother and stuff, and then pulled, drove it all the way back. And he did some wow. stuff with it, changed some hands. Wow. And stuff. I, I might actually have goosebumps right now. <laughs> um, let me tell you something about um, Pro Torque. And let me tell you something, because I mentioned like we were doing nitrous cars back in the 2000s. Leo Barnaby, um, Leo Barnaby was about the same age. We were about the same age. And uh, when Leo Barnaby passed, um, I almost had a nervous breakdown. He was one of my, um, um, oh, Bill Copson gets the credit. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, Joe Copson. All right. So Leo Barnaby um, was a really good business industry friend of mine. And uh, he won a couple of NSCA, I think, championships. We were holding records in his nitrous car. That car eventually went to John Schroeder, if anybody remembers, back in the day. Um, I remember working with Leo when he had the 632 nitrous car, and he had, and, and we first did a converter for him. And um, this was way back before, you know, Yellow Bullet and Facebook and right. instant on information. Like today, I was telling somebody today, like, if you do something good today, in five minutes, the whole world knows about it, right? Yeah. But if you do something bad, <laughs> let me tell you something. Five minutes, maybe four minutes, the yeah. whole world knows about it. So we try to keep our shit in check over here. I can, I can promise you that. Um, and back then, it was, we didn't have that same level of communication. So I, I, I remember the call specifically. Uh, Leo Barnaby got my career. Got it in a Wednesday. He was going out testing Saturday morning. He calls me up Saturday morning, like 11 o'clock. He goes, hey. I go, hey, what's up, bud? How you doing? How's, how's testing going? I'm all excited because I'm thinking there was – he goes, listen, I just broke you converter. And my heart dropped, right? Because to me, that's like the worst thing in the world. You convert it, you're like, oh, no way. He goes, I don't know what kind of voodoo magic you got here. But if you can make this thing work, he goes, this is going to be a bad bitch. And that's how, that's, that's how my relationship started with Leo wow. Harvey. Um, so the first converter I gave him, he just broke it. But he knew because he was on the second pass. He goes, this thing is so good that when it, hit the, when it hit the shift, it came down harder than he was prepared. And that's before we had big input shafts. And, and it was just a power glide with a 180 gear set and, you know, and a turbo shaft. And um, over the years, we became friendly. And, and, and Leo Barnaby is the kind of guy that you love to you, you, you love him and you hate him because he, 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 he'd push on you. He'd be like, all right, this is good, but how do we make it better? And, right. and ultimately, I've surrounded myself around people like that. Like, they're really cool, and they're really smart, and they're way smarter than I am. Um, but they always push me, and I always push back. And, and that's how you develop products, and that's how you, that's how you develop uh, 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 record-breaking cars and championship cars and, and, and unbelievably uh, 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 good race teams. It, 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 and really, it's through – this is about relationships. Right, it's not about the product. The product is good. We can make the product, and then anybody can copy the product, but they can't copy the relationship, and they can't copy the innovation. So Leo Barnaby, ultimately, um, he, he went to a turbo car, and the turbo cars had always kind of eluded me 
for whatever reason. And we're talking about a long time ago. I mean, when did you win that car? That's, it's, I have to look it up. It's been quite a while. It was, well, I want to say early 2000s. Yeah, I'm thinking he passed away about 10 years ago. Um, yeah. Because I know I know it was, because this year I will be 50 years old. Yes, I, I'll joke around. I look great for 80, but uh, yeah, I look terrible for 50. <laughs> so uh, Leo Barnaby, uh, we were about the same age. He was coming up on 40, and I was bugging out. And Leo passed away, and I said, oh, my God. Um, I can't let this – I can't let this knowledge that I have in my head um, – Go, go to waste like I, I, I learned so much stuff through all of, all of my work in the OE portion of the business and I, and I was learning stuff um, in the racing end and I just felt like oh you know I got I got to turn the wick up on this racing stuff um, and that's how really we came up with the revolution series converter so unfortunately Leo never had the revolution series converter but right after Leo passed away um, I, I I stopped I stopped I stopped screwing around. I got serious about it. And, um, and, and once I did, that's how we got to the level of, you know, the performance that we're at right now. Um, I also, at that same time, uh, the, uh, there was another guy in the, in the same, in the Northeast area, you know, uh, New Jersey. He, uh, he was actually from Long Island also. Uh, Eric, Eric Schertz uh, was a turbo Buick guy. And we were working on turbo Buicks in the late eighties, early nineties. And, um, he also passed away and two guys, two of my peers, you know, we were just doing this for kind of fun. And then I go, oh, no, I'm running out of time here. I got to get moving. So that's how, that's really how uh, the revolution series started was uh, uh, my desire to not let what was up here get wasted, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I thought that that'd be something funny to bring up to you and uh, kind of crazy roundabout way, but that's, you were on it. We got the car and my dad contacted you and you're like, no, that converter is different from what we got now. And let, let's do this and that car and stuff like that. So, uh, I, I everything you got. It's cool. I, I genuinely loved Leo. He was a great guy. So I'm, I'm, I'm glad it went to a nice place. Sure. So, um, you had a question come up, EV, you were on your way to EV1, EV2. What's, what's the difference? Uh, it says you kind of got sidetracked up before the EV2 part. So okay. the difference between so, yep, two. Right. Yeah, I tell you, nailing me down. Oof, hurting squirrels. Um, <laughs> so, you know, we developed the EV1, uh, which was just the derivative of the, the original Gen 1 Revolution Series, but a bolt together. Um, we, we, we created a bolt together with a bolt through design probably about five years ago. And right after we did that, NHRA basically mandated a bolt through design, you know, so that was, that was kind of cool. Um, <clears throat> but the EV1 is good for X power, you know, big cubic inch, big, big horsepower. Um, you can't put that EV1 behind a, 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 a specifically a blower car or, or, uh, or, uh, or a nitrous type car, you know, they, they have different requirements, right? So we developed the EV2, basically the same as the EV1, but a different platform, right? Um, different pump capacities, different, uh, different, different capabilities, you know, so understanding that, you know, you, it's like any, what, what is a torque converter? It's no different than an engine. It's a pump. So you want to match the pump efficiency with the pump efficiency. You want to match the, the engine efficiency, volumetric efficiency with the converter efficiency. And, uh, and, and everything requires 
every accommodation requires something a little bit different. And luckily, again, I have the great uh, economics of volumes to work with lots of different cars to know, okay, we do this with this type of car yeah. uh, and we can do this with that type of car. And then from there, we move it around, right? We'll just, you know, all right, install in here. This motor wants maybe two, 300 RPM higher or two, 300 RPM lower. Well, we can do that with this data change, no problem. So the key for us is data. So the more data you can provide, whether it be on, you know, stuff I can write on a piece of paper um, and, and, and get the, the basic combination down. And then from there, once you get it in and running, the more data log information that you can provide to us, the better product or tuning or adjustability that we can provide to you. Um, I think that that's really probably our strong point. I think that's where we're, you know, where, where we excel. And that's probably as an that, industry. That's my kind of personality. <laughs> so as an industry as a whole, I think that's where probably why we've seen such a, uh, advancement and speed and technology and everything lately is because all the data, right? Every every car now has pretty much some data on it, so it's pretty crazy. Absolutely. Um, yeah, it's, it's crazy fun too. So yeah, it's it's, it's awesome to look back at it, and I mean, shoot, you can be three months away and look back at something and see what worked or didn't. That's what's insane. So uh, well, we what, posted we posted we posted this uh, this throwback Thursday from Kevin Fiscus from seven years ago. Right. If you see it, it's up on the uh, on the Facebook, um, the Facebook. Um, <laughs> seven years ago, Kevin Fiscus rocked the world with a Revolution Series converter because he went four thirty three. Right. Yeah. We're, we're now three sixties. Right. Right. We're knocking on the door of three fifties and a drag radial car. Tires like this big, you know. I mean, like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's 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 a goddamn street tire. Um, it, it 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 is pretty amazing how how you know as an industry and, and racing always progresses. So it is it is fun to watch, no doubt. Yeah. So it's what's your uh, right? What about lockup versus non-lockup? What's what is a lockup and what is not a lockup converter? Okay. So let's talk about lockup in its original form, and then I'm going to talk to. Uh, so we're going to talk about it in the street. You know, like. Uh, it's street form or is uh, uh, it's a, it, where it originated from. And then we'll talk about it in, in uh, relating relation to uh, racing um, yeah. in street form in the seventies, it was all about fuel efficiency, right? This is way before you were born, right? You weren't even 21 anyway's eye. Right? <laughs> so uh, the manufacturers, uh, there's a certain amount of slip through the converter. And I think, you know, like Chrysler, they started with a, a lockup. So you have, Engine RPM, you've got drive shaft RPM, right? And so there's always amount of, there's a certain amount of slippage in between the two. Um, and so the, the manufacturer said, okay, well, we're losing some efficiency through the torque rotor. So they created really a, 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 an oil passageway to apply a piston to, to get the turbine speed of the torque converter to match the engine RPM. So you're, you're directly connected. Input shaft is directly connected to uh, the, the, the engine RPM. And, and that progressed, right? So from the mid-70s um, into the early 80s, uh, and then uh, we've got electronics, right? And, and you introduce electronics to the ball game here, and, and your 1981 350C pickup had a 350 uh, lockup. They went to a lockup. And same thing. So you have engine RPM, you've got drive shaft RPM, and, and there's a loss between the torque motor, right? Yep. And so to eliminate that loss, you lock the, the, the turbine assembly to the pump so you had 
a one-to-one -one ratio, right? And um, that's how lockup started. And that's really where, you know, where, where I cut my teeth. You know, I was doing lockups when I was, like, I remember in the 70s, I was like a kid building lockup clutch pistons for Chryslers. <laughs> and, um, and then, we, you know, we did overdrive performance in the, in the late 80s and, and 90s. And, you know, we had a lockup converter that was a higher stall speed converter for a Corvette or for a Grand National or for whatever, whatever it was. And that's where lockups, the, the inception of lockups really came. Um, and there could be some debate about the 50s and some, I don't know, some, some dinosaur converters that uh, three band Borg Warners technically had a lockup, but I'm not going to get into that because it's, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. quite, quite frankly boring and like 70 years old. Um, so lockup technology um, is really that. It's just you're locking the turbine to the pump your lock, or to the back cover or to the engine RPM, right? So lockup um, in and of itself for streetcars, um, I love, like, you know, you got a hot rod and you got a, you know, LSX and you're putting a, uh, a four LED behind it. You're going to get the best of all worlds, super low gear, high stall converter, any slippage you have in the converter, you can eliminate by going to a lockup. So uh, they work really well. Now let's talk about uh, lockup in racing. So I, I want to say that we're kind of late to the game uh, with our lockup converter, but it's okay to be late to the game if you've got the hottest bitch in town. And that's yeah. We've got a we you know lockup technology in racing has been around for a while, a couple of years maybe. You know, I think there's some debate about you know three, four, five, six years, whatever, seven years. I, I don't think it's seven, but whatever. And um, it's really starting to come on, and it's come on strong. And I'll give credit to some of my predecessors and some of my friendly competition. You know, guys like Mark Mickey. Mark Mickey had a great weekend. I, I, I got nothing but love and respect for you know guy came out 362 right out of the park. I mean, really? just kill the performance. And he's been working on that lockup for a while. That, that program I know exceptionally well. We work with Jason Carter. We're, you know, we're all, you know, kind of friendly. Yeah, I'm getting phone calls in the middle of this. Um, excuse me. So um, I've got, you know, I've got mad respect and, and we work with Jason Carter as one of the first guys to have our uh, Revolution Series career. I've worked with, um, um, I've worked with uh, Mark on a bunch of projects and, and Mark's really done a good job. And also too, you know, uh, Marty Chance and Neil Chance has done a great job on the lockup and now Cohen's got one. And so everybody's kind of coming to, yeah. uh, coming to the table with their, their, their version of, of a lockup. And it's the same premise. It's okay. There's a certain amount of slippage between the torque rotor uh, in the torque rotor between the engine and the transmission. Um, Pro torque has been really good at um, keeping the amount of slippage uh, as little as, as possible to get to transfer as much power between the engine and transmission. And I think that that's where, again, where we've kind of, um, we've kind of excelled that we transfer as much power as possible. For me, lockups, the jury was out. I'm not afraid to tell you because our lockup, our non-lockup EV1, EV2s were as quick at around as anybody's lockup. So it's like, man, you know, is this lockup deal really, going to really going to be faster? But sure. I can tell you unequivocally, the jury is in, and the lockup is unequivocally faster. I mean, um, uh, Dwayne Mills is uh, one of you know we've got him in a handful of cars right now, and, and we're still vetting out the product, and and, and, and it's, it's, the testing is going good, and and, and um, right out of the gate, it, it's hard. It's funny, you know, this this racing game is about um, progression. It's about you know improvements. So let me tell you, it's hard to make the fastest car in the world faster. Um, <laughs> yeah. it, it, it takes a whole lot of energy to make the fastest car in the world faster. And, and 
and I, I, I will say, um, I'm comfortable saying that we did it with, uh, with, with Mills for sure. Um, I think that um, if you look at the NMCA performance, right? You, you know, I think the fastest he was before was like 199 or 200, and came out uh, in, in the opener and and ran um, 206. Um, and the, and the back half numbers supported it, right? So, yeah. um, you know, he was like three numbers uh, faster in the back half. So, yeah, I think um, I would say, yeah, the lockup is badass, and and that's and, and that's really the only difference. We we'll go back to the technical. Yeah. The the lockup is basically going to eliminate the slippage. You're going to be one to one. There's going to be a, an oil pressure circuit that's going to apply a piston, and it's going to apply the turbine assembly to the back cover to connect it to the engine, and you no longer have slippage through the converter itself. That's the difference between lockup and non-lockup. That's it. Now, there's a place and a time for everything. I don't think there's a, a, a place and a time for lockup in every car. Um, there's there's a pretty big expense. You know, the converter's no joke. You know, uh, um, yeah. EV1 is, you know, 34, 3,500. You know, a, a lockup is, you know, double that, right? Um, right. You know, you've got to have your program pretty well vetted out, your racing program, and you got to make sure that everything is working great. So the cool stuff about uh, the cool thing about ours is um, typically because we have zero drag technology, means we we took. I'll, I'll mention Scotty G. I know Frankie's on here. I know he's still watching it. We took his EV1 non lockup out, put his EV1 lockup in, didn't activate the lockup, ran the car. They ran the exact same 18 mile per hour. Right, same sixty foot everything. So yeah. we can run our product unlocked, same way we do. Uh, uh, That's uh, cool. Uh, yeah, and, and, and so no change in the tune up. The tune up is right. relatively the same. Um, if you get a shitty track and you can't lock it up, well, okay, cool, don't lock it up. Right, you, sure. it's going to run like a pro torque. It's going to run just like a pro torque, but it's it's um, you lock it up when you're ready. So. Um, um, there's my wife. Oh my God! Stop dropping the metal on the desk, babe. I'm I'm I have ADD. What am I supposed to do? <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> um, what are the questions you have about lockup? Yeah, that's that's kind of it. I just I guess I realized you don't hear a lot about it, and that's the thing. So, what signals? I guess that that would be my last thing. What would signal? Would you use that like in the new uh, electronic stuff, like in an EFI system that you would signal that to lock up at a certain point? Or how? Yeah. So, so the, the question I'm hearing is, how does the lockup uh, activate it? How is it operating? Yeah. And I'm going to tell you what what's cool is, yeah. Uh, excuse me, Bob Bales. Don't encourage her. Stop that. <laughs> All right. So, um, so everybody's going to be different, right? And 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 that's what's cool about like what we do is you have options. You're going to have a three clutch option. You're going to have a five clutch option. You're going to have different material as an option. Um, and, and that's kind of cool to, to, to have, right? Um, some guys, some guys are going to want to lock it up like now, right? Some guys are going to lock it up, you, you know, like what we did find it. And, and I always tell everybody, and this is super important, right? Uh, I tell everybody, and I, I say this every day, all day long, I'm sick of hearing me. I always said, I'm sick of me. Um, but you have to treat me like you would treat your priest or your criminal attorney or your tax accountant, like what you say, state like when you give us information on this paper, right? Or you you send it in your keyboard, right? What 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 your program is, your program. We're never going to discuss it with anybody else. So, with that being said, everybody's going to activate or operate their lockup differently. Gotcha. And uh, like there are programs that I can talk about, and there are programs that I can't talk about. So one program that we can't talk about is Kenny Hubbard. 
uh, great guy, probably the, one of the nicest men you'll ever meet in your life. And uh, he went from uh, 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 holding the, the, the X275 Nitrous record to, um, to uh, go into a lockup this year. And I can tell you this. We lock it up at 3.2. Uh, equals 445. Lock it up at 1.7 is going to equal 442. So we know, yes, Ruby is the boss. That's a fact. Everybody knows it. Yes. Um, <laughs> she's, I'm branded. All right. So uh, so the sooner, you know, the mindset is the sooner you lock it up, the faster it's going to be. But there are a lot of mitigating factors to that. And the mitigating factors are really going to be about gear, pa- gear ratio packages, um, how you're going to operate the car, the engine or operating range. You don't want to pull it out of the, uh, the operating range of the of the car. You know, if we go to some simple physics. It's horsepower per revolution, right? So the more pulses of power, right, in a given time or given uh, space, it, it's going to be faster. So um, if we can keep the engine RPM up and happy and where it's making the most power, it's going to be the fastest period. Uh, if we can transfer, transfer the most amount of power, it's going to be the fastest period. So to, to, to round back to your question, uh, I think – every car is going to be different. You, you know, if you pull some of these cars down too hard, not only will you have, um, not only will you have um, performance problems if you pull it down where it's not making boost or it's not, it's, it, and it's the engines at its volumetric efficiency. Um, you also don't want to hurt the motor. I mean, I, you know, I've seen guys, you know, go like, Hey, I don't want to pull this down below this RPM. I don't want to drop a 2000 RPM. Okay. Well, one thing that we've proved is we can actually slip this clutch. We can apply it and, and slide the clutch in. And, and so everybody's going to approach that differently. I think ultimately, at the end of the day, a continuous slip model where we choose the amount of slip at, a, at any given point will be the fastest way down the track. You know, there's nothing wrong with slip if it keeps you in a place where the motor is happy, sure. right? Right. Um, and so, 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 yeah, I think in racing, uh, that lockup technology, I think that we're really – just knocking on the door, man. I think it's just the beginning, and 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 not just me. I, you know, you got guys that are out there doing you know several years, and I think that they're just starting to see. Oh, okay, we can. There's a, there's a lot left on the table, and, and for and for a lot of different you know a lot of different applications, not just nitrous, not just you know turbos, not just blowers. Yeah, you know, I think I, I think you know a, a properly geared car. Um, I've seen some of these guys run lock up with you know four and five speeds, and they they leave the RPM drop to exactly what they want to keep the motor happy, but I think that we're just knocking on the door how to do it. Sure. Yeah, to where everything gets, where, like, the data is exactly what it needs to read and do what it does. That's right. That's right. Yeah, that's cool. And, and, I, and I'm going to say I don't think the lockup is for everybody. Uh, I think it's for um, for the people who have a, 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 a racing program that's pretty, you know, pretty well established, right? I mean, I, I you know, I wouldn't say – I wouldn't say to everybody, hey, go spend, you know, $7,000 on a torque converter and, you know, $13,000 right. on a tram, whatever, whatever the costs are. Um, I, I would say get your program vetted out properly, make passes up and down. And then when you know that your program is right, you know, then you go, all right, well. And now if you're building a new car, the cool thing about that is, you know, you can build it and buy a lockup and just not activate it until you're ready to, you know. Yeah, yeah. Which is, which is kind of cool. I think that's unique about what we're doing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that makes it nice that that just it's that extra little bit that you can add on top when you're ready for it. But you don't absolutely have to change your whole program up to to have it. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. So is anybody else while we uh, probably let Joe get back to work and stuff. But if you guys have any last minute questions or anything we didn't touch on, please throw them in there real quick. And 
try to hit it. What, what's your take on some of the – like, I know Joe Barry with the 56 and stuff from Drag Week. Uh, I know him pretty well. I love, I, love my, I love me some Joe Barry. <laughs> so what, what do you think about, like, that streetcar thing? Like, real high horsepower. Well, I'll tell you this. Um, I am a – what – I got to be careful because I, I, I'm not I – can't, I can't root for anybody. I can only root for – Hey, what's up, Brian? I can only root for, you know, like Team Pro Torque, right? But of all the types of racing, I really believe that Drag Week is like the Iron Man of drag racing. So, you know, uh, we, 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 we've got guys like um, Joe Barry and, you know, Larry Larson and Jeff Lutz and, and, yeah. and, and Glenn Hunter and, and that dirty little dark guy, um, Matt. Um, and and I, I, the names from Drag Week just go on and on and on. I love Drag Week. I think Drag Week is the oh, oh sorry, sorry. Um, Drag Week is the <laughs> ultimate in racing, right? Um, and the reason being is, yeah, all right, you go out and run five second passes. Try try drive try draw, driving twelve hundred miles in between. Right. Twelve hundred miles, right? And try yeah. try making like three passes a, a day, and then go ahead and and, and, and drive two hundred miles. You know, drag yeah. week is by far the iron man of drag racing so um i don't know that there's a place for you know the lockup necessarily i don't know that it's not we'll have to do some testing we'll probably talk to some of those guys um and see if they want to if they want to jump in and um and give that a shout i think that um i love i love drag week uh, and and i think that's testament to the product i mean yeah absolutely you want to talk about durability oh right yeah. you know Drag week is Iron Man, no doubt. No sleep, twelve hundred miles. Yep, and a fix for everything. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, I'm gonna take my, you know, my three thousand horsepower streetcar. I'm gonna run fives. Oh, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna carry a trailer with. Yeah, pull a trailer behind it and everything. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, the cool thing about what I do is I get to work with all different types of cars and all different types of people. So that's good and bad because sometimes the guy will complain about like, oh, you know, I gotta, uh, you know, I, I put three runs and, dude. They did three runs today, and they're driving 300 miles, and they just went like sixes. Like shut up, you know what I'm You know, like just calm yeah. yourself. Yeah, so, it's pretty crazy, Bill. That's what I figured your your take on it would be is the durability of the product and it it living through all that because it it's not just living in the one area. It's got to live driving down the road, like you said, pulling a trailer. So that's pretty crazy. Right. So Larry Larson just sent his converter, and he's got an issue with it. And I go, like Larry, dude, this thing's like four years old. He goes. Yeah, I go. How many miles you got on? He goes, I don't know, about four thousand. <laughs> like four thousand miles. How many hits you got on? I don't know, a couple hundred. A couple hundred. Yeah, that's. Yeah, you want to talk about durability? Um, I would say Drag Week is um, that's 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 product testing. Yeah, absolutely. Well, cool. So, I didn't uh, see. I, I, I got I got about five minutes yeah. left before they. Yep. I got about five, five minutes left before they start knocking on my door here and, and pulling me out of here. Any other questions, Jeff? I didn't see anything. If uh, you want to tell people, or I can too, it's uh, Pro Torque on what? Everything? Facebook, Instagram? What are they? Where's your main contact stuff at? Um, you know, I'm like terrible, dude. I'm like, I just think, oh, you, you should know who I am and where to get a hold of me. Um, website is www.protorque.com, P R O T O R Q U E.com. You know, our website sucks. It needs an upgrade for sure. Um, the Facebook, if you want to keep, um, if you want to keep up with the current stuff, we, we're, I think we do a pretty good job with the social media stuff on Instagram. We're pro torque on Facebook. We're pro torque. And, and, and we, you know, we post like pretty regularly, you know, like 
We try to celebrate the racers that use our product. Hey, Gary, I'm looking forward to you. see how that convertible goes for you. Um, uh, we pro torque for Facebook. There's Justin. That's my boy, man. That that guy does everything just right. Justin from PTEN uh, used to be with Precision Turbo, working with us and a couple of our friends. Uh, Team Pro Torque on Twitter. I didn't even know we had a Twitter. Who yep. <laughs> <I> knew? <laughs> hey, do we tweet? I could. I don't tweet. So all right. Um, we're Instagram. Uh, we're Pro Torque on Facebook and Instagram, and I think that's where you can keep up with us. Um, cool. And we try to promote the racers that promote us, and we try to promote the racers that have our products. You know, we do, I think we do a pretty uh, fabulous job of, um, uh, you know, keeping people abreast of what the products are that, that are coming out. And we, we sneak out those little uh, spot. Oh, oh, we, oh we're pro talk on YouTube. You want to watch the show show. Um, yeah. Cool. Uh, thank you, Justin. Justin keeps my ass in check because I'm retarded. Oh, that's not, that's not politically correct. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm challenged. <laughs> uh, wait, what, no, wait, what is, uh, what, what, what is, what is my wife? I'm on the spectrum. That's what it is. I'm on the spectrum. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> uh, the spectrum of what, I don't know. But uh, we do the Joe show, which, you know, first I hated, but uh, I guess we got a lot of good response out of it. So you can find us on Facebook and uh, and uh, on the spectrum. There she is on the spectrum. On the spectrum of what? Retarded. <laughs> that's what I am. <laughs> but, hey, we're having some fun doing it. So it's all good. Um, yeah, you can find us there. That's cool. It. And, it, 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 you know, um, we we do our best to try to get to everybody as quickly as possible. Sometimes we fail on that. I mean, um, you know, PM me. You know, there's like you're getting all these. Yeah, I know. She got the no comment. Um, you know, it, it's it's hard sometimes today. You know, like um, you get instant message. You get, you know, private message. You get emails. You get text, you know. It's, it's on Instagram. It's on Facebook. It's apparently it's on Twitter, but I don't even know about the Twitter. Um, there's a lot of different methods of communication. And, and sometimes a little, I struggle with trying to get to everybody as quickly and as efficiently as I can. So if I haven't got back to you, I apologize. I'm doing the best I can. I still have to have a life. I work pretty much 24 seven. Um, I respond to you like when I can, as soon as I can, if you're in a, if you're really in a pickle and you're in a jam and you need something quick, we can go, you know, you go back to normal business operating hours and just call in here, ask for Mike. Oh, uh, Mike, yeah, all right. Uh, Mike, Mike's really good at uh, uh, chasing my ass down and, and hey, this guy, you need to get back to him and you know, and and I and, and eventually I'm, you know, I'm not too far behind. I'm, you know, a day or two uh, behind. So you can always get a hold, hold of me that way. Um, you know, the phone still works over here, right? Um, and that's man, that's pretty much it. Cool. That's my that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. That's it. Well, I appreciate it. I, I learned some stuff, and I know some people also commented that they uh, they like the info, and that's what I was hoping for is uh, just some cool. good information on converters and letting you do your spiel, and we can learn some from it. So I appreciate cool. you jumping hey, on here and doing all that. I got a question for you. I got a question for you. Okay. What's the deal, what's the deal with Leo's car? What are you doing? So I, I just – I talked to my dad earlier about this. Um, we sold it. We uh, – my dad and I were a little too tall for the car. Uh, he tried to drive it a few times, but it was a little I sketchy. I did hear that. I, I did hear so, that. So um, we sold the car. It went to a guy back in Georgia, and he's using the engine and transmission, all that stuff out of it. And I don't know what happened with the chassis. Uh, it wasn't the best-looking car. Uh, hey, oh, easy, easy. It wasn't supposed to be the best-looking 
<laughs> no, but the car was fast. It worked for its time, man. It was so far ahead, and it still had top-notch stuff in it today. It's still competitive stuff. So um, I heard you said something about somehow the plate got back, and we actually still have a pendant um, that he hung on a visor in the car. So if we can figure out if you know how to get a hold of the family and his daughter and stuff, and we can get the pendant back to you guys and her, you then we will. You can send it to me, and I, I know where to send it. I got the uh, – I. I don't remember who sent it to me. I got the plate and I sent it to his brother Kenny. Um, so that's who bought the car daughter, from. Him. His daughter has his plate. His daughter has that plate. Okay, so we have it's a it's a little token uh, with some angels or something on it. I know that he he must have had in the car when he was driving. So we'll get that boxed up. I'll get it sent to you so you can get it to the to the right place. Yeah, that's great. That's great. That's great. I would really awesome. appreciate that. I'm sure so would the family. Um, cool. So look, I appreciate you inviting me on your 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 um, your show here. Um, I, I, I got to figure out how to do this split screen. We talked about it when I did the yeah. live show that the, I'll figure it out. Like I said, I'm on the spectrum. So, you know, I don't know how long I'll probably figure yeah. it out. Like when it's not cool anymore. Um, <laughs> and, uh, but I do appreciate, you know, coming on and, and, and spending some time with you. And, uh, uh, thank you for the opportunity just, you know, to talk at you for a little while. Anytime. I appreciate you. And, uh, we'll talk soon. All right, man. Talk to you soon. Thanks. Right, Bye -bye. Thank you. Bye-bye.